Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to another Coffee Break. Uh, very excited about today's uh, topic. I say that every time, so I guess I just always say that, but uh, today we're going to talk about uh, integrating the bucket plan, and and um, you know this this concept came about uh, as we were kind of discussing. Uh, just we just had a, a bucket plan 1.0, and and some of you I know in this room just attended our bucket plan 1.0. And just a quick uh, plug: we do have our next bucket plan 2.0 coming up in March. Uh, we are almost nearing capacity for that, so if you do want to attend 2.0 in March, uh, please make sure you register. It is being held in person in Cleveland, so. Uh, just uh, make sure we uh, get those registrations in as soon as possible. Uh, but as we were talking about the, the bucket plan, um, it, it come, you know, kind of coming out of our last meeting, uh, our last training, you know, there, there's sometimes I have conversations with advisors, especially that are new to the bucket plan process and, and what we teach in, in the bucket plan uh, best interest process specifically and, and kind of how to integrate it into a practice where you've already been doing uh, you know, you've already been successful, right? You've already gotten to a certain point of success. You already have a process you're running. And, and how do you kind of layer in the bucket plan, especially doing it over time? How do you train it with your sub-advisors and your staff? Uh, so we have a really excellent panel here today uh, to kind of talk through how they've been able to integrate the bucket plan over time into their practice. Uh, we'll go through some best practices they had, maybe some things they wish they would have done differently to start with. And I'll share my personal story first uh, to kind of kick things off. So uh, as many of you know, I do have my own wealth management firm uh, that I used to run with a business partner, Brian Mann. Uh, I've since uh, now run it kind of on a solo basis. Uh, but when we first got introduced to the bucket plan, it was 2018. Uh, we met Dave actually at a white glove conference in Naples, Florida. That's where this whole thing started for me. Uh, and, and, you know, Dave's a great salesperson, so that's why I'm here. Um, but we started on the, the path of integrating the bucket plan to, to our practice. And, and, you know, I'd say that the first mistake we made out of the gate, and, you know, Fred, this was my advice to you very recently, was we tried to just change everything overnight. We, we basically said, this is a way better process than what we're doing. We're going to throw out what we've been doing entirely and just do the bucket plan exactly as it was taught. And it was an unmitigated disaster. Like, I, I, I couldn't tell you how poorly it went because – we were, you know, you just, we weren't confident in it, right? Like we, we hadn't probably practiced it enough. We, we did one training and decided we were experts and going to go do the bucket plan now. Uh, so, you know, we had to pull back and kind of say, okay, what are the things that we're going to now do that we were already doing? And then what are the things we're going to add over time um, until we got to about where I'd say we were doing about 85, 90% of, of the bucket plan exactly as was taught. So, you know, my advice always, if you heard me do the, the bucket plan training is to do this over time to layer it in slowly uh, and with that in mind, I want to talk about kind of, you know, I'm a Fred, I'm going to start with you. So Fred Lowry, uh, I want to I start with, with your experience. You are brand new to CP, C2P, brand new to the bucket plan process. I know you consumed the, the e-learning like maybe no one else I've ever heard of, um, but you just went through bucket plan 1.0. As you've looked at kind of what you're doing, you know, what you've done already to this point, and then now looking at integrating the bucket plan, I just love to hear kind of what your experience has been and maybe where you decided to kind of start uh, from, from a kind of, from, from the, you know, from the very beginning. Well, so uh, when I first came on, my plan was to do exactly what Caleb's plan was, which is I'm just going to scrap everything that we're doing and we'll follow the process to a T. Uh, and then I got on the e-learning site and did the entire bucket planning 1.0 
um, through the videos, which I think is great that you can just get access to it. And immediately I said, no, it looks like Caleb was right. And in general, if somebody's right, I called them and I told them, hey, Caleb, you were right. I can't just switch everything immediately. It's too much. Um, the big thing that was too much for me is we were running a first appointment and then present on the second one. And so some of the transitions in the language where you're having two appointments before you're presenting um, wasn't really going to work in the way I thought it was. Um, so instead, we did the bucket plan training live as well, which um, I've never done a better online training. Um, I was nervous about how the role play was going to go because most of us in the industry don't really like role play. Uh, but I actually liked that better than an in-person role play because it really felt like it was one-on-one -on -one and you weren't hearing 20 other people in the room trying to do the same thing. And so I thought that was better. Uh, but the, so far, the things that we've implemented, um, the intro questions. So at the beginning of the meeting, knocking out those five um, or so questions where you really get to know somebody, concerns and priorities, things that are holding you back. Um, and then the concerns and priorities worksheet at the end. Um, but a lot of it, unfortunately, the, the last class that we did was dinner seminar. And in that presentation, we go through sequence risk. And so if you go through sequence risk at the beginning, it's hard for to make it the big thing at the end. Um, so part of it, I'm going to have to deal with top of funnel stuff before we can fully implement the system. Um, and then part of it, I feel like only got half the course in 1.0. So I've been going through 2.0 to try to figure out some of the transitions in the language. And we've already also introduced the, the for lack of a better word, the script on why working with a holistic advisor mm -hmm. at the beginning of the first appointments as well, because that's really strong. Uh, but that's where we are. I haven't done any I've done first appointments. I haven't done second appointments or present yet since the class. Any challenges that you saw right out the gate? Any anything that you maybe struggled with to implement, or just have you have you felt it was actually pretty smooth with the e-learning and the the, the live training? Uh, it's pretty smooth, honestly. The biggest struggle is getting in my own way. Um, so, a lot of times, our process is more free form and conversational. And then to go to a set agenda and schedule and whatnot, um, I am excited by it, but it's a lot to change at once. Mm -hmm. And so just taking one piece, okay, we're going to do the questions at the beginning, and then we'll clean up with concerns and priorities worksheet at the end. Um, and then once we fix top of funnel, we'll start doing the um, bucket plan and the biggest mistake as in that first appointment. Uh, and actually, part of what I, we're thinking about doing is downplaying the second appointment, where it's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to verify the numbers and get the nitty gritty stuff, make it more like it's a touch point, but it's not a huge deal, um, and then bring them back in for the third. But but yeah, it, it's a lot. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Fred. Appreciate that. Uh, Charlie, I'd like to switch over to you. Your, again, your experience is a little different. I think you've been through 1.0 two times, right? And yeah, so uh, yeah, so for somebody that's been in the industry for 17 years, but I've only been with C2P for less than a year, 
going through 1.0 twice now and 2.0 once. Uh, it's amazing how much I picked up the second go around through the 1.0 training that either I did pick up the first time, but it quickly left my process or I just, you know, credit to, to Dave and Calum and, and the way they presented. I think one of the things is as advisors, you know, we always get better through ex our experience in working with clients. I have to give credit to Dave and Calum. I think their presentation just continues to improve too, the more times that they do it. And so, you know, that's my encouragement for everybody else is, you know, whether it's been a year or several years since you've gone through the training, it's, it's always going to be valuable to go through it, you know, periodically, because you're going to pick up new things, um, or it's going to reinforce, you know, what you've already learned. Uh, but for me, somebody that has a really hard time delegating things to team members, it's just a process that is scalable, it's repeatable, uh, it's very easy to systematize. So for me, it makes it a lot easier to hand off things to team members because they see that consistency and they know, you know, this is a second meeting with this prospect. So we know, you know, what to expect or what Charlie anticipates on, you know, covering. So it really makes it a much more efficient process for everybody on the team. And I know your role, you know, you kind of started, correct me if I'm wrong, but you kind of started in that paraplanner seat and then, you know, the second chair seat uh, to Tim. And then now you're, you're really transitioning into that, that lead advisor role. As you've made that transition, do you find having the bucket plan has made that a lot easier for you? Um, just, just what's been kind of your experience and, you know, kind so, of sit in different seats, so to speak. So I get to, I get to see the, the benefits of it and the, the drawbacks of not using it because I get to see <laughs> all of these existing clients that we have in our practice that really didn't go through a process, you know, at, at the beginning. And now we're trying to do review meetings with them and, and update things and, you know, that makes it tougher when they when we didn't take them through a systematized process from the get-go. And so we're slowly incorporating that process into them, but it just it's a hurdle that has to be cleared versus these clients that we take them through the process at the very beginning, they know what to expect, you know, in those ongoing meetings. So same question I asked Fred. Has there been anything that's been a particular challenge to you or, or, or maybe an aha moment you had after, you know, the second time going through 1.0? You know, I always say you, you absorb about 20, 25% in that first 1.0. Maybe you get to 50, 60% by the second one. I, I've now done the training side of it, I think, six times. And I still every time pick up something new. I mean, like you said, Dave's constantly evolving. I think, you know, his, his last one with his transitions was just, it was a home run. But um, what what kind of either aha or, or struggle that you still see you, you're, you're having? I think the biggest thing is, is when you have clients that just don't fit that perfect model, you know, it's easy if you've got two W-2 wage earners that are getting ready to retire. It's easy to do the cash flow assessment and figure out what their income gap is. But it gets a little cloudier when you've got one person retiring now, maybe the other spouse retiring in a few years or they're gonna do some part-time work for a while, or they're a business owner and so income is, is variable. You know, It's just a little bit harder to take them through the planning process. And you just have to recognize that and, and 
articulate that. I think that this isn't an exact science necessarily. That's where the art comes into play. And so, you know, you just have to be a little bit more, I guess, flexible in the design work. You know, it's not always going to be a perfect, everything fits into each bucket perfectly. So that's probably been the biggest aha for me. Awesome. Chris, I'd love to turn it over to you now. Again, uh, you know, one of the, the big benefits to me of the bucket plan process is the scalability piece of it that, that you, you know, that we at C2B basically can train your advisors on your behalf. Everyone can run the same system. Um, I know how many, how many advisors now do you have in your office, Chris? Uh, we, we've got six um, all together now, uh, two brand new, one that's kind of rogue and kind of does his own thing. <laughs> um, but we've got uh, three who are, um, who are really following the, the process have really adopted to um, implementing and taking on business on their own, which is really what the objective of me coming to the program originally was. Um, I think it probably stemmed from a trip I took to Paris a while back, and uh, it dawned on me at that, at that moment that although I had a great team, we can maintain the business, uh, but it wasn't growing without me being there. And my objective really was to start building a self-sustaining business. Um, and that's and that was just my take. There's not everybody has to do that. Uh, keep in mind, I've been doing this for about 30 years. So I, I was ready for a change. Um, and the bucket plan was just kind of like an aha moment. I don't agree with Fred on that. I mean, I've been to a lot of different trainings. By the time you get to be doing this as long as I have, you see a lot of different systems, a lot of different PowerPoints, a lot of different um, ways to do things. But uh, it's a simplicity of this all that I think was um, was really the green light for me to um, to help our internal and some of these advisors, by the way, were assistants, so they weren't uh, previously licensed advisors, and a couple of them were not even in the business at all. So um, all of that lend uh, lended to the adoption uh, or the interest of adopting the bucket plan, uh, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. Any, um, you know, again, with, with sub-advisors, obviously there's always a chance they start to do things on their own uh, or, or kind of drift off script, so to speak. Um, how, how are you able to kind of keep things on, on, a, on, a, on a consistent path in your office? I know yeah. you said you have one that kind of goes rogue already, but like for the other ones, like how, how are you kind of keeping everybody in, in, in on the same, uh, you know, system? Sure. And to be fair, the guy that I said it goes it goes rogue. He 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 just had his own way of doing things when he came to the firm, and I wasn't going to hold him to adopting to our our process uh, if he's getting it done. He did go through the training, so he's aware of it and he utilizes it in his own way. But he's he's just uh, kind of solo, right? So, um, and the others, other than having each of them go through the process themselves, and each one, by the way, has gone through a couple times now, uh, one live and then one virtual. And they each have a different takeaways from it. But I'll tell you the one little thing that we did, which is super simple, but if you've got more than one advisor, I just found um, from an efficiency standpoint, rather than meeting with each one of them individually at any random time of the day, uh, Thursdays at one o'clock is when we all get together and we talk, we look at the calendar of appointments that are people that are coming up in their meeting schedule over the next two weeks. Uh, essentially, everybody is going to reach out to their advisor, their clients, uh, a week in advance. We have an assistant that reaches out to them a week in advance to find out uh, what the clients would like to discuss at that next meeting and share with them what the agenda is that the advisors would like to discuss with them and just uh, tidy up that agenda so that we're addressing some of their concerns and we're prepped for it. 
So once that happens, then we come back and we uh, get together with the advisors. They'll have two weeks to plan, right? So they have got one planning week on their own. And then the week before they plan is when we get, we're getting together. We do this every week. It's just kind of uh, uh, continues to move forward. But as a group now, we're talking about what sort of strategies we, um, what's happening with the clients. Well, we wanna see their plan. What do they come up with? What ideas do we have? So that's been really efficient and allows not just me to share my ideas, but also each of the other advisors to share their ideas, allow them to become leaders in presenting and um, and they're just taking the ball and running with it. So, um, so it's pretty cool to, to see them evolve that way. Awesome. Uh Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. Glenn, let me let me turn it over to you now. You you've been through many times. You've been doing the bucket plan process for years. Yet you just went through 1.0 again just just a few weeks ago. So, uh, what what if anything did you take away from it again? I mean, I don't know how many times is this for you? Four or five times now, maybe maybe uh, at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to remember actually how many times I've been through it. But you know, I love a process because I feel like I can refine it. You know, if you're doing it different every time you know, I'm not getting any better at it. And I think that dovetails one of the most important things because I just, you know, I have a new advisor as of fourth quarter last year. And, you know, we had a financial planning meeting this morning for, you know, the bucket plan. It was the first appointment. And everything, you know, I know what he's going over and I can walk in there and make sure that everything's going, going according to plan. If he has questions and it just makes it nice um, to be supportive and yet at the same time empowering you know, a subadvisor to do it on their own and they never feel like they're lost. So in his own way, he's refining that process as well. Um, and it was funny because, you know, when you go back through the one point, it's like, well, I've already been through this again. I don't really need to go through it again. And I went through it, you know, and it's like so interesting. And not only do you get something from the materials, but I also picked up a few nuggets from other advisors. I just liked the way mm. he said it or, you know, what have you. And, uh, I really resonated with what Fred said, because it's like, yeah, you're just going to learn, you know, as you go through that, that process. And I think there's another aspect of this that I don't want to get mi missed for everybody too. Because for me, when I made that transition to not charging financial planning fees to charging financial planning fees, you know, with the bucket plan process, there was no back off in my space that this was something that they needed to pay for and that it was an incredible value and when they got the deliverables at the end, they were gonna feel like it was an enlightening process. And I think there's a real value, you know, to learning the process, going through it, integrating it for you and your sub-advisors, and then ultimately um, charging planning fees and then moving those assets over to manage. So I, you know, I love the bucket plan. Makes it easy for me. I used to try to wing it, you know, and it doesn't yep. work. <laughs> No, and, you know, I, I go back and I, I know I shared this in the training, but I go back to a conversation you and I had, this was probably a year and a half, maybe almost two years ago now, um, where we were talking about the pyramid of risk that one of the tools, obviously, that we train on in the bucket plan. 
and I was sharing with you, I, I just kind of go through the motions on it. I was just very, you know, just kind of following the script and going through the motions on it. And you said, no, this is like one of my favorite tools. Like, and you, it, you totally changed my perspective on it to where it has now become one of my favorite tools. And I use it. I just feel like there's so many things I can do uh, off of that one, just visual, um, you know, and, and very situationally can, can, you know, adapt to the client situation. Uh, so, you know, as you said, like the mastermind concept of, of sharing and, and just hearing what other advisors are doing, uh, Greg, I, Bill, and I see you're in the room. Uh, just so you know, we have completely stolen your uh, when you concept uh, and, and, you know, Dave has now layered that into our, our bucket plan 1.0. We also shared the, you know, the post meeting emails that I know came from from your inside at, at one team. So, you know, I, I, you know, just if you want to kind of share just just maybe some of the stuff that you, you know, I feel like we've incorporated some stuff that you came back to us and say, hey, we're doing this stuff and it really works for us. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Greg. <laughs> I was going to say, that's totally fine by me, Caleb. Like you mentioned earlier, one of the things that I value most about our relationship with C2P is the idea sharing. And 99% of the ideas that I have have come from you guys. Um, and you mentioned earlier, uh, going through the bucket plan process several times. I think I've been to 1.0 four or five times now. Um, I'm a bit of a slow learner, but I pick up something new every time. Um, during the breaks, talking to other advisors, thinking about different ways that they utilize the bucket plan, different little, uh, you know, phrases that they use. And I get a ton of value anytime I come out. Hammer, do you want to? Yeah, I was actually curious because um, everybody has spoke to the how what the bucket plan has done for you and your organization. But one of the things that I thought was a, a, a big big addition to the success we had was the clarity it created for the client, mm -hmm. you know, and the ease with which we were able to follow that process. So I'm assuming you guys are experiencing some of the same things. And I'd like to see if maybe you could speak to it a little bit to give people validity to it. And Chris, I enjoy the fact that you're doing a week ahead. We just started doing that. The three questions, right? Say again, the three questions. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I got you. I'll circle back with you on that. We're just starting. I want to hear about your success. So as, as Brad asked, did any, anyone want to kind of give from the client perspective how maybe that's changed, uh, you know, your experience with the client? Also, I guess I'll just start and say that it's um, totally simplified in the sense that I was using, I do work with a lot of engineers, and so a lot of them like spreadsheets, um, but not everybody does, right? So I'll just, uh, if I may, can I share my screen for a sec? I think so. Yeah, so... I mean, this would be an example of, if you can see this, a little bit of what we were doing before, where we had this, this is before I even knew anything about the bucket plan, but we had sort of a matrix. I called it an objective matrix. So we had cash equivalents, fixed and equities, um, taxable, tax deferred, tax efficient. So that was something that um, was kind of ingrained into our deliver deliverable, but it's something about that simplicity of that PowerPoint image um, that was just a, a, a total change in uh, aha moment for the clients when I realized that I was going over with them. And it was basically the same story, but it was just delivered differently. So um, if you guys aren't using, I believe most people are, but just the PowerPoint or some image to show their assets associated with them. Um, yeah, they get it. And also um, leading up to that as well, I heard somebody, well, Ed Slot, if you guys know who he is, he says, I always want to find out, um, uh, oh gosh, what's the phrase I was going to say? Who cares and so what, right? Who cares and so what? And also like what for is another question. So when I'm thinking about it from the client's perspective, I always want to consider like 
why why should they care about this and what what's in it for them um, but to simplicity of showing them where the cash flow is aligned with it all that allows them to understand that the investments are really going to be the fuel to help fund the income that they need over that period of time um, and not just a random hodgepodge of different investments. Yeah, and to add to that, Chris, I think one of the big things that we love is that transition page, you know, where the assets are and where your recommendations are going, because visually they don't connect the dots without that transition page. So if you're not using that transition page, I would highly recommend it. It seems very simple to us as the advisor, but when they show the before bucket and then we show the after bucket and then we throw the transition and here's how that all happens. Here's how they transform. You see you see light bulbs go on with the clients. Glenn, I see you smiling. Have you had that experience too? Yeah, and I got, and just like Caleb said with the, the pyramid of risk, as well as the sequence of returns and they're like, Oh, that's why everyone's afraid of the market. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't want annuities in my plan because I thought this, or I don't want, you know, that stock. In, and it's just like all that gets, you know, and, you know, to your point, Kellen, the reason I started using, you know, the pyramid of risk, like I lost a case over not educating on mm -hmm. all the investments. And when you lose that one time and Dave, you know, brought it to our attention at one of the trainings and I'm like, I'm never, I'm never skipping that again. Yeah. Hey, I'll add to that, Greg, only because, um, you know, a lot of times you're working with existing clients and luckily you build trust over the years and you go ahead and implement something that you've spoken about without even really showing them. Uh, but something that came up recently after having done that is the client was, he appreciated everything we did and he understood and had trusted what we did, but he was confused. He didn't know really where things were. There were a lot of moving parts with rollovers and transitioning. So I provided that after, not before, but I did the transition page afterward. And that just, uh, that was a home run. And from his perspective, it was, he was so thankful that I had provided that. So even if you don't get a chance to do it beforehand, I guess my little wake up moment for myself is to do it even after. And it's really nice deliverable to provide to somebody that you're already working with. Yeah, Glad you just reminded me, we got to do a better job with pyramid of risk, you know, people understanding the different products because, we go in and, and the thing I always do with it, and I'll add with the bucket plan process, you know, it's easy to morph it, especially if you're having success. You know, we just revisited earlier in the year. We lost a couple of cases from the design stage, which we typically don't. So we kind of revisit, hey, what are we doing? What are we doing different than what we've been doing, in, you know, in the past? And we find a couple little areas that we need to tweak and, you know, talk about how we're presenting things and get back to that process, right? Sharpening the saw. And so we're, we're, you know, it's a great way to get back to, you know, the core of, you know, th this whole thing, we're on the 2.0 committee, we discuss it, we just keep talking about things that work and don't work. And there's a methodology to it, there's a, there's a, a, a progression that creates the right type of end result when you follow it. And, and it's, it's an it's a aggregation of all of you guys, right? We're taking it from all the different offices, what's worked, what hasn't worked you know, little things that we're bringing in. So it's not just a, you know, a four or five brain trust that comes up with all these spectacular ideas. I steal it until I say it three times and then I own it. I mean, that's the way I operate, right? You know, so it's just a matter of owning the bucket plan process. Pretty soon it's going to be the hammer process. I, you know, I call it whatever I need to. But the idea simply is, is the, the, the community itself lends all of this aggregate knowledge to create a better path of success. And I got a young person on the phone sitting here today. He's going through the process. You know, this is all stuff he's seeing in practice. He's sitting in on 
Then we'll take them through the bucket plan process itself, the 1.0, to kind of help them connect some of the more dots. But he'll come out, you know, better prepared to to be uh, uh, an addition, uh, you know, a, a, a value add to the company faster than you would without it. And so, Chris, I'm glad to hear the new people you're bringing in are acclimating well, because that's how we built our business to where, you know, when we're out, I'm out of town, I feel like we are still growing. You know, we got uh, Deb, as you guys know, was, uh, you know, one of the top advisors to showcase last year. We got Rick and Casey in the office, and they're all following that same process and system, and, and it works. Looks like we got about two minutes left. Any any final questions or comments from anybody? I mean, you know, this is obviously an open forum. Uh, John, you wanted to share yeah, something? Yeah, Caleb, I wanted to comment on a couple of things, because in my 40 years, um, like long before C2P existed, you know, we've, we've used every financial planning software package on the market, including delivering 80 page financial plans. So what the bucket planning process has done for our clients is just keep it really simple, stupid. And so it's very short. They understand it. It's mostly visual when you're showing the buckets and the transition page and so on, they can see it. And so they understand it. I wanted to comment on the earlier remark about, you know, when clients maybe are working part-time and things keep changing and it's hard to write their financial plan, I enroll the client then uh, that this will be an ongoing uh, work. You will never get a final financial plan. We're going to update this quarterly or semi-annually as things change for you. And we just make it a partnership in terms of doing the planning. And then the last thing I would say, I was really glad to hear what Glenn said about charging fees for what he's doing here, because that is my biggest pet peeve about this industry is that we give away our expertise as a cost of doing business mm -hmm. when you aren't charging a fee. When you have reverence, and I mean deep reverence for what you do and the difference you make in clients' lives, you will not give away anything for free. We always, without question, charge a fee for our expertise. Awesome. Well, I want to thank everyone that participated today, especially our, our panelists, Fred, Glenn, uh, Chris, Charlie. Thank you so much for joining us today and obviously everyone else that, that joined. Uh, next week's topic is finding the right operational structure to scale your business. We will have a special guest, Gene Roberts. Uh, many of you have probably seen Gene or, or heard him speak before. So uh, be sure to join us next Thursday. Uh, thank you again. Have a wonderful rest of your day and a wonderful rest of your week. And, and we'll see you next Thursday. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.